Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. So one of my least favorite things as someone who goes out sometimes, but not as much anymore, is getting to an establishment and then being like, oh, well, to get in the door, you have to pay $20. Oh, a cover charge. Mm -hmm. The cover charge. The cover charge. And I think it's the stupidest thing. And it's like... I don't care enough about you to like. It sounds like come you've had here. it with cover charges. Well, we can't say that, but yes. Oh, I mean, we can, <laughs> we can, because we do love the I've had it ladies mm-hmm. so much. And uh, yeah. Well, I just, I am incensed most of the time because it's like, that's like, oh, you need to pay me to be my friend. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Right. I can find friends all by myself. Thank you very much. That's where right. I don't have to pay them. Yeah. It's like, Paying for community, essentially, mm-hmm. is kind of what it is. Now, I do understand that, like, you know, local places need to charge a cover to, you know, stay in business and whatnot. And that's part of the business model or whatever. And it's fine. Bad, it's a bad model for business. I don't love it. <laughs> I still don't love it. I remember I went to, I was with our friend Ben. Mm-hmm. And we were in upstate New York, way upstate. There was a queer bar. And we decided to go and we got there and we could see the bar was empty and they were like, oh yeah, the cover is $20. And we went, there's no one here. What? What? There's no one here. There's no one here. <laughs> you leaned into your upstate. <laughs> I did. And um, we were like, there's, there's nobody here though. And they yeah. were like, it doesn't matter. And we were like, no, no, they don't even charge this much in like Hell's Kitchen. Like mm-hmm. nobody. No, I'm sorry. No. Yeah. So we did not go. Yeah. I just feel like it's like an insult to injury sort of thing, I guess. I'm like, well, what services are you providing for $20? Access. Nothing. It's just access. Just access. And I'm like, no. No, no. I there mean, are... I don't love it either. <laughs> no, I don't like. It's an. No. It's a racket. It is a it's racket. It's a total racket. Mm-hmm. I can go to Dunkin' Donuts and use that twenty dollars for something else. Right, <laughs> all week. <laughs> all I can week. eat Dunkin' Donuts all week, <laughs> if not t- a mm-hmm. few times, mm-hmm. a couple weeks. Yeah, with that, it's mm-hmm. an. It's 
it's a lot and it's nonsense. And I'm a little bit like, is there a way to turn the cover charge into like something else? Like, well, sure. The cover charge is it's a $20 cover, but that is being used to donate to this charity. Yeah. There we go. Or it's a $20 cover, but you get this t shirt and, you know, party favor bag at the end when you walk out the door. You just want to feel special. I do. I want to feel special. (laughs) I'm like, I want. At the end of the kid's birthday party when I was a child, like, here's your favors bag. And I'm like, oh, my God, look at that. So I think we need to talk about the birthday you went to where you did not get a favors bag. Because clearly that happened. Well, clearly. Clearly. It did. Clearly Mm -hmm. it did. And clearly gifts are important. (laughs) (laughs) And apparently Uh everyone else got a favors Mm -hmm. bag and they ran out and you didn't get one. It's true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you've remembered it now. And I have. Mm -hmm. You have. You've incorporated They're in my burn book. (laughs) Into your burn book. Yep, exactly. I'm looking for adventure. I want to follow on the trail. Or get a little lost and let the wind fill my sails. Get up when the stars still fill the sky. Don't wake the sun. There's so much to be done. And the day has just begun. Go where the postcards are real. You can feel. You can open your eyes. And open your heart when you gaze at the National Park. At the National Park. At the National Park. Follow you, I'll follow you there. We would like to acknowledge that while hiking and visiting the land, also known as Wind Cave National Park, that we were on the traditional and stolen land of the Okalala, Lakota, Cheyenne, Osheti, Shikoan, Minikoshu, and many other indigenous people. So, if you joined us for our last episode in Wind Cave, you heard all about our time on the fairgrounds tour, which is a tour that you can take in Wind Cave. There are several different types of cave tours. The fairgrounds was recommended to us when we were there. It's kind of like an all-encompassing, you're going to kind of get the most bang for your buck, see a lot of the Wind Cave system. We could have done, I think, a second tour that day, but rangers were like, you'll be fine with just this one. You, you don't need to do multiple. I mean, definitely, if that is something that you want to do and that's available, do multiple tours. Like, Absolutely. the cave is really cool and it's definitely worth it. It's sort of like the same with Mammoth Cave. Like, I do think if that is your jam and you love tours and you love caves, then I would try to see as much as possible. I think we're, our time was limited here. So we were kind of like, well, let's see what the above ground part of the park has to offer as well. Absolutely. So we um, decided to do just that. Um, we had just exited the tour. We had wiped our feet on the soapy mats because of white nose syndrome, mm-hmm. which is a syndrome that affects Mike and also bats. <laughs> and so... Um, no, that's brown nose syndrome for me. That's right. <laughs> That's it. That's right. And so while there are not a ton of trails in this park, there are a few. 
and there were a few that were relatively close. There was one right by the visitor center called the Prairie Vista Trail that we wanted to do. So we were all geared up from the cave. So the cave is at like, what did you, I'm pretty sure you were like somewhere in the 50 degree mark. 55, like consistently yeah this was something where we were layered up i think we probably just had shorts on but like had top layered if i remember correctly the only way for us to do any sort of hiking at this point because it was warm out this day (laughs) it was july in south dakota and prairies my friends so we quickly made our way back to the car to ditch some gear before we decided to hit the trails and also prairies mean not a lot of trees yeah (laughs) so you're just in the sun the whole time yeah grassland Mm -hmm. yeah i bet you were glad you finished that milk because that car was hot (laughs) when we got back to it Mm -hmm. car was very hot that would have been some spoiled milk after we adjust what we were wearing and get our packs on we make our way behind the visitor center which is where like you go to get onto the prairie trail but it's also like the elevator house is also behind the visitor center so it's like kind of like a connecting path there's a paved sidewalk there Mm -hmm. um one thing that was mentioned on the fairground tour to make sure to see was the natural entrance to the cave right which is a sacred space for the Lakota people. Mm-hmm. This natural entrance is not like the natural entrance of Mammoth Cave National Park because it's not a space that you can just walk into like Mammoth Cave, but it does factor into the origin story of the Lakota people. Specifically, it cites that this entrance or opening was the emergence point for their people. This particular story is not our story to tell, but we have heard this story. We've looked up this story. We have... um watched the videos and read all the writing from the Lakota Nation partners who um, work with the Wind Cave staff. All of that is published on the Wind Cave website as well as elsewhere. And we highly recommend you go take a listen because it's a really, really interesting, fascinating story to listen to. Mm -hmm. And it is an incredibly easy, accessible space to see while you're at Wind Cave. So it's something to definitely do. Just take the moment or two to get behind the visitor center and head to the natural entrance. Okay, so after winding further down the path, we eventually intersect with the Prairie Vista Loop. This loop was labeled as a moderately strenuous one-mile hike. Mm -hmm. So I was very excited on this day, Mm -hmm. and I need to explain why. Because up until this point in our hiking, we had done on this this trip... giant five-week road trip. So we had just finished doing... We did... Theodore Roosevelt. Well... But even before that, we did um, Indiana Dunes. Indiana Dunes, which was quite a bit of hiking. Yeah. Then we did Theodore Roosevelt, then Glacier, then Yellowstone, then Grand Tetons, then Badlands, yeah. which Badlands, while mostly flat, still quite a bit of hiking. In the hot sun. In the hot sun. So I was convinced that this was basically the end of our hiking for the rest of like we were coasting now through the rest of this trip sure because we was had hilarious and untrue right, because but, the remainder of this trip included gateway arch and uh mammoth cave and smokies, smokies and some downtime to just become people again yeah <laughs> yeah 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 we did quite a bit of hiking in smokies plenty in mammoth cave though not 
strenuous the way it was in like just underground grand tetons but i was excited about this like oh it's a moderately strenuous one mile we're gonna be fine yeah well also remember your boots had basically fallen apart oh they had they had been glued together and taped together and within an inch of their life yeah and they're just like so you're like oh i can just wear sneakers and i did wear (laughs) sneakers and we did because it was sort of like Oh, we can get on like this is mostly paved and or it's very like it's like a dirt path. So we're not gaining a lot of elevation. We're going to just wear sneaks. And I think we were both bag fatigued at this point, too. I didn't want to put a pack on anymore as much no. as we could. No. We were sort of like done. We we've done three <laughs> heavy weeks of hiking without yeah. stopping. If it was right. if it wasn't hiking, it was driving incredible hours. So we're like, let's just see how we do here. And that's exactly what we did. The trail is a really beautiful picture walk through a prairie landscape. After an initial start, we cut across a picnic area loop road right before we begin the trail like proper. And there are plenty of spots to see various prairie flowers in bloom, at least they were here in mid-July. It's sweeping grassland, even though you're close to civilization. By that, I mean like park headquarters and you know visitor center. But we did. We had a lot of like, I have plenty of photos of just like flowers in bloom um, amongst the grass, which was really very beautiful. The path starts, while it starts very wide, it eventually narrows as you walk through pockets of prairie grass. And they're just all different shades of green. So I know that you hated it. You just oh, I total know. distaste. It's true. <laughs> uh, along the way, as we're walking, there is some interpretive signage. One sign talks about the difference between how the indigenous people of this land and the settlers who came to this land had many differences between them. Shock of shocks, hello. <laughs> but it specifically talked about how the indigenous people of the land, also known as South Dakota, viewed the area and how the landscape was a boon to them, how they were able to utilize the landscape, how they had become harmonious with the landscape. And the settlers that came in had just utter disdain for the prairie. They viewed it as the grassland desert, basically. They're right. like, this is dumb mm-hmm. and could not connect to that landscape or utilize it. <laughs> and I feel like it's mostly because there weren't trees that they could chop down and turn into like usable lumber. Sure. One, um, amid other things. I would recommend go listen to our trail mix on the science of grasslands that we did during the suite of Teddy Roosevelt episodes from last season, because something that we mentioned there is how grasslands actually are better at um, removing CO2 mm-hmm. from the air and storing it better even than trees. And so like grasslands can be a real help and aid in our battle against climate change. Mm-hmm. That we have created. <laughs> that we have created, right. But it was a really great introduction to grassland hiking, which mm-hmm. we had gotten some in Badlands. Mm-hmm. We'd also gotten some in Theodore Roosevelt National Park. That's true. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed this grassland hiking because I just think it's like so exciting anytime we get to hike in new terrain grassland is its own unique terrain Mm -hmm. and like hiking among it is really so much fun yeah i love it what did you enjoy about grassland hiking i liked that it was different i feel like we hike a lot of the times we're just like oh this is so great it's mountainous and like look at the views and like oh my gosh here's this like waterfall or look at the trees and this was very much so you had to appreciate this in a very different sort of way because it is very flat you can just see for 
miles. I say that somewhat sarcastically in some ways because we had a lot of, this was something we encountered in Theodore Roosevelt too, we had a lot of haze. Even on this day, I just remember it being hazy. You know, something that's talked about too in a lot of these parks where you should be able to see for miles is, well, you know, the environment has changed and climate has changed and this haze didn't used to be a thing that like disrupted views. That being said, you can still see very far. It is wild to have such openness. The, The only other thing that I can think of is like standing at the edge of like the Great Lakes or the Atlantic or the Pacific and just looking out into the sea and just seeing the same thing. And it's sort of like that. So it's there's a piece in that, I find, that quiets the mind because in a hiking environment where there are trees and mountains and boulders and things like that, I feel like your brain is more active to try to figure out well, how am I surmounting this? What am I doing to get around that? Oh my God, look at that tree. It's almost like your brain is in overload. And here I just feel like because there's so much similarity, it is a state of calm. That's what I enjoy about grasslands. <laughs> you can almost hear the lapping of the waves <laughs> of the grassland sea. <laughs> so we get to a point as we wind back where we can see the visitor center and the buildings that surround it. Um, and as we get closer, we start to wind down from the little bit of elevation that we had gained. And we mean little bit yeah. of elevation. Mm-hmm. First on some rougher pathways and eventually like back to some stone steps and some paved path. This ended up being like a perfect little taste of these prairie trails for us within the park. And it was convenient because it was right behind the visitor center. So it's definitely something to, tr- to definitely look at if you're at Wind Cave, even though it's labeled as moderately strenuous. It was a nice, lovely little trail to do. I agree. Mm -hmm. And then we made our way back through and to the car and headed off to our next trail. And with that, let's take our first break. Okay, so we're playing Commission an Album. It's been a minute. Commission an Album is a Literally haven't done it this season at all. No, Mm -hmm. it's a fun, flexible game. Mm -hmm. So essentially what you do is you want to pair a musical artist with a piece of source material to create an album. Mm Mm-hmm. And you could either start from nothing or you could give somebody a source material mm-hmm. or an the artist. artist. Yeah. I think I want to give you a piece of source material. Great. And I'm wondering if you could give me an artist. Okay. Okay, I'll, great. I'll try to do that. Okay, here we go. Are you ready, Mike? I am We ready. have uncovered the unpublished poetry and journals of Emily Dickinson. <laughs> and Sad girl stuff. Uh-huh. And so what artist are you going to bestow the source material to to produce an album based on it oh sad i mean emily dickinson she kind of like celebrated the like her own sadness and sort of personified it and sort of like it was sort of like she gave it legs and it walked around yeah i mean i feel like an obvious choice would be florence because she could you know i feel like embody also as a Brit. Well, Emily Dickinson was American. Also, <laughs> I feel like she can understand the sorrow. <laughs> Did you like that save? Great save. Great save. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So I feel like that, but I, I'm kind of, there's a part of me that's like, let's resurrect Paula Cole and give her... I mean, she's Paula Cole is still around. No, fully. I know, but I'm just saying, like her career. I feel like she had her moment in the '90s and sort of didn't disappear completely, but 
stepped away from the spotlight. And then maybe we could like bring back Lilith Fair. She could premiere the album at Lilith Fair. I love Fair. that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I meant that. Mm-hmm. I have to say, I was a little too young for Lilith Fair, but had I been Gen Xer at that time and mm-hmm. like that of that age to be able to go, that is a music festival I would have gone to. Oh, of course. Because you are Lilith Fair. Everyone is Lilith Fair. Every, everyone is Lilith Fair. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know about that, but no. yeah. No. Okay, great. So I am going to give you an artist now, and I would like you to pair them with a piece of source material. Great, I'm ready. And that artist is Janelle Monet. <gasps> Janelle Monet. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Okay, great. Okay, I've got it. Okay. And maybe this is just like inspiration from her, you know, newest album, which dear Lord, her newest album is amazing. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we have to go with the poetry of Sappho. <laughs> okay. Because I want to see what Janelle Monet would do with that. Mm. Just the sort of like the language, the Sappho was doing some really interesting things with words. Janelle Monet does incredible things with words and also music and also beat and rhythm and melody and all of it. And so I just want to see that and see where that goes. Mm. So there we go. Great. Poetry of Sappho. (laughs) And that's commission an album. There are a few more long trails on the surface of Wind Cave National Park. And after finishing up the Prairie Vista Trail, we decided we wanted to hike a little bit more despite the heat. Originally, we had bookmarked the Lookout Point Trail, which was not too far from the visitor center. It was 4.5 miles of hiking. Now, when we drove into the park, we came in on 385, which would take one south of the park before driving one up north to the visitor center our plan from here was to head to custer state park and then to the mount rushmore area in order to get to lookout point we had to get on 87 87 also runs through the park it's like the road that you can continue north on if you were to stay on 3d5 it would take you west out of the park so the lookout point trail is almost immediately on 87 so we drive to the trail lot um, and sit in the car for a minute or two and this is where it was clear that three and a half weeks of intense hiking had sort of like started to catch up with us because we tried to muster energy. This here. was so funny because we drove here and we went, yeah, we're here. And neither of us opened <laughs> a door. <laughs> neither mm-hmm. of us did anything. Mm-hmm. We just sort of sat there and like waited for the other one to initiate. Mm-hmm. Nothing happened. Yeah. Just like our marriage. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of the lot here is small and overgrown. And we just sort of like, as Dusty said, just sat in the car. And I think it partly was the trip catching up with us. I also think it was it was 50 degrees in the cave. And then it was like high 80s, low 90s out this day. And we're like, "Ah, this might be a little too abrupt to want to hike four and a half miles through grassland at this moment. And I think we were both riding the God, it was so nice to just be in sneakers. God, it was so nice to not have a pack on energy. And so we're like, I don't think this is for us today. I think we need to find something else that's shorter. So looking at the map, we realized that there is another trail. It's all the way at the top of 87 before we exit the park that looked way shorter and sort of in our wheelhouse for the day. It was sort of similar in distance from what we could tell on the map 
because we didn't have service at this point, like what the Prairie Vista Trail looked like. So we're like, okay, let's drive there. We head to the Rankin Ridge Trail. Um, The trail had a fire tower at sort of a midway point, and it did involve some initial incline, but it wasn't really anything we needed to like muster too much energy for. These are things we could tell from the map. Yeah, the lot was also like a proper paved lot. It was a pretty big lot because this must be a trail that a lot of people come to considering it's short. After we parked in the lot, we decided that we can just take water with us again, not have to throw hiking boots on. We didn't really do packs either. So we just kind of were like, let's go for it just with a bottle of water each and sneakers. After leaving the paved part of the lot um, and making some of the initial incline, we eventually found our way into like a dense-ish like pine forest, which we were so grateful for because we were able to get some shade. The other nice thing about this trail is that it was only one mile. Right. A loop again. And a tiny little loop. But it did label it as moderately strenuous again. This was sort of the... This is where we were living our life today. Moderately strenuous. Right. Uh Though comparatively, we were like, well, if this is moderately strenuous like the last one was, this is going to not be too difficult for for us today. Mm -hmm. And um, we were very happy to be doing this instead of four and a half miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. After hiking up a little bit, we are basically on a ridgeline and we get some better views of the landscape that's in front of us and to our sides. And this is where we really start to see the rolling black hills that are all around. And the views are pretty incredible. Um, driving up 87 here, we got a lot of prairie, but we didn't get a lot of like distant views because we were at a little bit more elevated here on the trail. So eventually we get to a rockier section of the trail and that we don't necessarily have to scramble over, but um, it is marked by boulders on either side. But it's also where we get some really gorgeous views over to our left. Mm-hmm. And then this leads us to a set of stone steps, which is definitely some grunt work, but it's better than some of the more intense things we had done in like Tetons and Yellowstone. And it was a nice way to essentially take, uh, take us right up to the crest of the hill, which gives us the best view I think of kind of the Black Hills that we got in the park. It just is like distant prairie, rolling hills. There were a lot of pine trees that dotted the distance um, in the landscape, which was interesting considering we had really just seen a lot of grassland. But clearly this part of the park kind of leading up into what would become Custer State Forest is obviously forested. Um, So it was sort of like a mix of what we had seen initially in Wind Cave down by the visitor center and driving in and driving up 87 to what we were going to see. And considering how like hot it was, it was um, kind of surprising how green everything was. Right? I was like, yeah, kind of. I mean, we did have that giant thunderstorm that rolled through when we were driving into Badlands two days prior to this and a whole season prior to this in episode canon. But yeah, like it just was lush, like lush and green. I thought it would be like more brown and like yellows at this point of the year. But But no, the science of grasslands, very also evergreens. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It was also one of those like hills where it's like, okay, well, if it's covered in snow, it'd be fun to sled down. Oh yeah, absolutely. Certainly. You'd have to dodge some boulders and trees, but yes, (laughs) you could make it work. But I think generally speaking, 
if if one is curious about doing a hiking trail at Wind Cave, this would be a great one because yeah. one, it's super short. Yep. You can do it in like 20 minutes and you get some great views. Yeah. You get some great views yeah. and a good walk with some shade. Yeah. Yeah. We are basically mostly in shade at the top of the hill because the trees are on the ridge line right behind us. And just based on this time of day, we kind of hit the jackpot here, which was nice as we approached the fire tower, which we could not climb. But I always appreciate a fire tower in the landscape. I don't know. There's something I like, like it too. It's this like moment of checkpoint. Yeah, checkpoint. But it also is like a weird sort of like here's this natural landscape, and all of a sudden here's this metal structure that just like feels mm-hmm. out of place. But it's there's something comforting about it. I don't know. Yeah, that's just me, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some fire towers you can climb, but it seems like this one we could not climb. Naturally, we did not do that. A pretty wide dirt road leads us away from this fire tower with some more beautiful views of Mm -hmm. the Black Hills Mm -hmm. in the distance. And then we eventually continue to wind our way back down to the car. We chatted about what we were going to do next. And with that, let's take our next break. Gentlemen, please welcome to the stage. Delia No Deal. Delia No Deal. All right. So Delia No Deal. Mm-hmm. And her last name is No Deal. Mm-hmm. Um, who is she? What's her well, deal? Well, I think it's Howie Mandel in drag. <laughs> Howie Mandel in drag. Because he okay. hosted Deal or No Deal. It's true. Uh-huh. So he'd be Delia No Deal. Delia No Deal. I think it's his drag act. <laughs> I like it. I, I don't like know it. much about him as a person or his politics, so maybe it couldn't be him. I don't know. But I yeah. I don't know, but I'm now imagining it. Yeah. It would be mm-hmm. fun. A mm-hmm. draggy Howie Mandel. Mm-hmm. Mandale. Mandale. But, Delia no deal. Um, and there would be cases, too, that people would have to open. It would be an involved drag. It would be a drag show where there were prizes. Interesting. Uh-huh. I And I think it would be like, I kind of want, instead of money, it's other things mm-hmm. inside of... In, inside of the um, I don't think they're briefcases though they're makeup kits they're they're caboodles <laughs> they're, caboodle. they're caboodles is what they are and yep. they open and then uh-huh. inside of them it might be like this is body glitter yeah and inside of this it's mm-hmm. some really ritzy makeup mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. inside it's all drag stuff mm-hmm. I think I but like if you that. got like a non-drag very like bland straight item then you're out <laughs> oh, I see. Oh, so it's just like a fishing lure. Yeah, it's a fishing lure. It's That's a fishing it. lure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then oh, and maybe like a like a a football, like a koozie for like a can oh, of beer. Yeah, a beer koozie. Uh, that something would be like a, that. Yeah, those would be like the bum 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 items, or like um, mm-hmm. or like a keychain, but it's a little floating buoy. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Like one of those. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Or like a camo hat. A bucket hat. Ooh, a bucket hat. Mm. No, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. No. The Gen Z have taken bucket hats and they have turned them into a thing. I know. Yeah. So, um, no, no. The bucket hat is um, probably queer like icon. a like a five dollar queer mm-hmm. item. Mm-hmm. I would have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It would be like, oh, it's glittery overalls. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay, you're still in the game. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's... So she doesn't have merch. The merch is part of the game. The merch is part of the game. Mm-hmm. And it has like Delia No Deal's like emblem mm-hmm. on it yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her sort of no- notary public stamp of approval. Uh-huh. Notary public. Whatever that means. Uh-huh. What does she sing though? What opens her act? Well, I feel like... Is it Money, Money, Money I, by ABBA? It could be that. Mm-hmm. She Works Hard for the Money mm-hmm. by Donna Summer. Mm-hmm. 
I do need to acknowledge that I do feel like all of the items that we have like offered as like straight culture items could also be lesbian culture items. <laughs> I do have to say mm-hmm. like beer koozies. Sure. Um, yeah. What else did we say? Fishing lure. Fishing lure. Mm-hmm. Um, you really went into the fishing. A, a keychain that looks like a buoy. <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking about all of those things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At all times. <laughs> At all times. Yeah. Or, oh, maybe like a big dumb hat. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if we're going to lean into that. Yeah. Or a Starbucks cup. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. Oh, oh a Stanley, Stanley cup. cup. Yeah. Oh, I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if the gays have latched onto that. I mean, I don't know that that has necessarily made it into the culture. Yeah. It has not been brought up as like a product that has been like, you know, endorsed uh-huh. in the monthly meetings. In the monthly newsletter. No, they have not mentioned mm-hmm. that. They have not mentioned that at mm-hmm. all. So who knows? But I do feel like that would be part of the... Mm-hmm. On Wikiqueerdia. Wikiqueerdia. <laughs> Wikiqueerdia has said nothing about it. I want you to know that she's the one who writes the monthly news. She's the head of it is uh-huh. Wikiqueerdia. <laughs> <laughs> and she said she sings no one mourns the wicked that's right that's right or witchy woman uh-huh. or like mm-hmm. whatever else <laughs> exactly she's very stevie nicks mm-hmm. in her in her uh performance work <laughs> wicked yeah. queerdia, queerdia. <laughs> look i love when i love when another queen emerges, emerges. inside of drag corner mm-hmm. just like organically because mm-hmm. now we have wicked queerdia who's <laughs> In charge of the monthly newsletter. Mm-hmm. No, I've heard nothing mm-hmm. about Stanley Cups from Wikiqueer. Well, then they are a straight item. I um, guess they are a straight item at mm-hmm, this time. Mm-hmm. I would say a flannel, but that, no, no, that has been claimed no. by the queer world fully. Mm-hmm. And, like flannel is queer, period. Mm-hmm. Uh, in so many ways mm-hmm. and in so many circles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about it, straights. Yeah. You had it for a minute, but you yeah. don't have it anymore. No, no, no. no. We have, we flannel have... has been claimed. Mm-hmm. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Deal Ya No Deal and Wicca Queerdia. So, we finished the Rankin Ridge Trail and we had committed some time to doing Custer State Park and then also at least driving by Mount Rushmore, right. the Mount Rushmore area. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of feelings about Mount Rushmore and a lot of them are not great. Mm-hmm. But we had heard a lot of great things about Custer State Park. You know, we had even been given some great hiking recommendations when we were in Glacier. So we were really trying to muster some energy here to go hiking there in the park. And so we had assumed that the car ride from Rankin Ridge would give us a little energy back, especially since it was so hot out and that sitting and not exerting ourselves and maybe like snacking a little bit would energize us a bit and make us feel a little bit more human. Mm-hmm. That was our assumption. Yeah. But what happened and how were you feeling at this time? So I think this was like absolute like this was like low point of the trip as far as energy. Um, I think we sort of had done so much. We sort of were in overload. In a lot of ways, like visual overload, body tired overload. I just need so much overload. Like there was a lot of overload happening. So I was not really feeling great about anything. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, that's my day to day. But no, I wasn't feeling great about like wanting to like do anything that was super exertion. Like there was a lot of exertion behind it on this day. I was driving. I remember mm-hmm. this. I was driving and I remember mm-hmm. sitting there and like 
eating some snacks and like drinking some stuff. And like, I think we'd even stopped for more snacks or something at some point. And I just was like, where is this like second wind of energy? Yeah. Because it's not here. No. And it's not arriving. No. And the longer we drive, the more tired I feel. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah. yeah. Custer was not far from Wind Cave. Um, it's only about 30 minutes to get sort of to the edge of Custer State Park. You know, the drive was helpful because the scenery was beautiful and epic and it did give us like a little bit of excitement, but... And I am glad we did yeah. this drive. Yeah, yeah, The yeah. drive was great yeah. from Wind Cave to mm-hmm. Custer. Mm-hmm. Essentially, we had to drive through the Black Hills yeah. in order to get near Custer. Mm-hmm. I'd mentioned it earlier in the episode. We had basically, at you know this point, had just been foot on the gas pedal basically the entire time. We hiked every day, and every day we weren't hiking, we were driving. Like most of there the time, was, twelve to fourteen hours. There was no stopping. Yeah. And later, when we recounted the story to Becky Lomax, she was like, "Yeah, no shit, <laughs> you guys go and go, and you don't build in any days off for yourself. So no wonder you were tired and like totally wrung out. We we hadn't really honest, accessed that part of us before. At like, that moment, we were like, "Wait, rest days? Yeah. What? Yeah, what's that? Mm-hmm. She was like, days where you intentionally don't do anything, mm-hmm. you don't drive, and you don't." Hike. Hike. And we both and we were, were like, like, huh? It was like that <laughs> that gif of that woman doing math. Math. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, this was not something we thought about or experienced before. I was like, oh, is this our age showing a little bit? Because we had always up until this point just really put the pedal to the metal on every trip. There was no rest. Rest is for the weary. <laughs> right. Right. And the weak. <laughs> And on top of all of it, we had had a pretty crappy night of sleep before, considering we had um, to deal with the family reunion, Hoot Nanny. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. The Hoot Nanny family. Mm-hmm. We have to talk about this moment when we drove by the entrance to Custer State Park, because we did drive by the entrance. Mm-hmm. And so we're driving along the road, and we had casually mentioned we were like yeah i don't know if i have the energy to do Mm -hmm. anything in custer so we're getting closer to the entrance and we're both looking at it and then i just didn't pull in and just (laughs) kept driving (laughs) and you were like yeah good call yeah (laughs) i was like well we could do it tomorrow we could do it tomorrow yeah, because we, we had our no, we had a, another day build for South Dakota. We did, yeah, and we were like, we could come back over here and do it tomorrow. Yeah. So I think that was our sort of our out for the day. Out, yeah. Mm-hmm. In order to continue to head back toward Rapid City, which is slightly northeast of Custer and Wind Cave, but like another hour or so, and this was the way we were going to get back to where we were staying in Interior, we essentially had to go right by Mount Rushmore. That's right. Okay, so we have a lot of feelings about Mount Rushmore. We approached Mount Rushmore with trepidation as far as what are we doing here with Mount Rushmore? Um, Or why mm. Mount Rushmore at all? I mean, or why Mount Rushmore at all? It was definitely like uh, I remember learning about it in school, Mm -hmm. and I remember always remember going like, "What? There's got to be more to this." And it was never in our history textbooks. No, no, never explained. Ever, ever, never Mm -hmm. explained. Just usually was like on the cover of our history textbooks. You know what I mean? And this sort of like way of like celebrating and enshrining, ugh, enshrining these white men. Mm -hmm. The very, very abbreviated version. This mountain was sacred to the Lakota people and it was named the Six Grandfathers Mm -hmm. for the six sacred directions, north, south, east, west, above, and below. Mm -hmm. And then in the 1920s, it was uh, 
someone named Gutson Borglum and also um, Dwayne Robinson, mm-hmm. who were like, hey, we could increase tourism to South Dakota mm-hmm. if we like did this giant thing here sure. and put these white men on this mountain. Mm-hmm. So they that's did? right. Yeah. And they assaulted that mountain for 14 years mm-hmm. to put those faces up there. Right. We were not interested in like being like, oh my God, Mount Rushmore. Right. That right. was, we did no. not, uh, that was not our journey this no. day. And our intention was really to just sort of drive by and see, is there any sort of anything here that could like be a saving grace for us as people who don't really care to visit Mount Rushmore for what happened? Yeah, yeah. However, when we got there, (laughs) what did we encounter? Um, A $10 parking fee. A $10 (laughs) parking fee. Right. A $10, and I have to say, no. Yeah, oh no. We went, I'm sorry, a $10 parking Mm -mm. fee? I mean, if one is curious about seeing it, it's like visible from the road. Well, the cool thing is, is that, so from the Custer Road that we had taken, there was an offshoot sort of winding road that did take you way up into the hills. Yeah, Um, yeah. And there are some vantage points of Mount Rushmore from a very, very, very far distance, which is in and of itself interesting just to see the mountain itself from that far. Sure. And so if that's what you, you know, came to do, then just do that. Like, great. You don't have to participate in the culture of that space, (laughs) which is a $10 parking fee. But I mean, aside from that, the like, you know, let's talk about driving down the hill near Mount Rushmore. Oh, well, I mean, let's talk about this because let me explain to you, right? For weeks, for weeks after that evil, horrible, awful, disgusting human lost Mm -hmm. the presidential election, Mm -hmm. there were, here in New Jersey, in front of a sporting goods store, there was like a huge gathering of people. I mean, for you, yes. That would happen every Sunday. Yeah. And I would see them when I... Like an evil church gathering. In the like, when I would be driving back from your house after recording. Mm -hmm. Oh my, stop the steal so much, like blah, 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 on and on, on and on. Angry, just like, just like Republican, like just flags everywhere, signs everywhere, like homophobia, racism, right and left. Yeah. And so like that was happening here in New Jersey. Right. A rather blue state. <laughs> An incredibly blue state. Mm-hmm. And then when we drove down the hill from up there, mm-hmm. it was like that was everywhere. I mean, we passed sort of through what was the tourist junction for Mount Rushmore, essentially. Absolutely. And it's like And it was like here are so some hotels, many, yeah. Here are some gift shops, here are some restaurants. But it was like across highway, essentially. Yeah. But and, it was also like But the sign. The sign there were so was, many and people I standing felt, out there yeah. and like with with his name everywhere and like how they wanted his face to be on Mount Rushmore yeah. too. And like they had shirts made with um his face on it and the signs and blah 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 on and on. It was so um, triggering, overwhelming <laughs> that I was just like, I'm not getting out of the car here. No. All I can feel is hatred here. Yeah. I can feel the homophobia like from inside of this car. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was so much. And I just was like, no, I looked at you and I was like, we just have to go back. Oh, to, yeah. Like the campground. Oh, absolutely. I legitimately don't feel safe here. I was weary of the world. And oh, that my day, God. On that day. I could not at all. There mm-hmm. was no no part of me 
no part of me feels safe around anyone who behaves like that. Yeah. Or supports anything like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, so we firmly make our exit. Do not even blink an eye. No, at, no. We were like, okay. Not there was in no FOMO in that. It was just None. like, okay, great. On to the next thing. So this is where we basically have to make our way back to Rapid City um, in order to get back to Interior. So we are definitely, as we've said before in this episode, like we talk about being tired in episodes, but this is truly like we truly had felt all of the trip hit us at once. And then we had to deal with racism and homophobia and bigotry. (laughs) So the tireds and the the soul weariness were were real. The next leg of our trip from South Dakota was to drive to St. Louis. That's right. And And what we had planned to do mm -hmm. is do a third day here in South Dakota. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we thought we might need a third day to do Custer. Or Jewel Cave. Or Jewel Cave. Yeah. Even though we found out Jewel Cave was mm-hmm, closed and mm-hmm, then we, we, mm-hmm. we were like, do we want to drive there anyway? Right. Do we not? And then we were like, well, maybe we go to Rapid City and do a day in Rapid City yeah. and just see what that's like because we were nearby there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and St. Louis was a 12 and a half hour drive, which would have turned into like a 15 hour almost drive. Almost 15. Yeah, And for we sure. were like, Okay. This would have been our third epic drive through the trip because we had our first from Milwaukee to Theodore Roosevelt, which was like 15, and then like a 13-hour right. drive from there to Glacier. And this would have been probably the longest, if not close to the longest drive of the trip. And that deflated the both of us we were in a way so, that we... Yeah. Like a soul-crushing sort of way. <laughs> and then I think we both came to the conclusion at the same time we were like, or we could just leave. Yeah tomorrow yeah we can find something in the middle i was like so i start researching and i was like omaha is six hours from here omaha nebraska i'm like and omaha is also only six hours from st louis yeah i'm like a six hour drive at this point in this trip was like hugely small potatoes yeah oh yeah and we were like oh my god a six hour drive sounds great yeah yeah and i was like this is what we're gonna do let's see if i can book something this (laughs) is what we're gonna do we're gonna find a holiday in (laughs) and we are going to book ourselves a room yeah. at a place like with a beds. holiday inn <laughs> with real beds yeah. and air conditioning yeah. and a shower and like a place with, you know, that's comfortable. Yeah. And we're just going to go there tomorrow and then not move. Yeah. It'll be a rest day. It'll be a rest day. Yeah. And you were like, I love that. Do it. Eggs would be great. <laughs> Eggs would be great. Eggs to quote Aaron Brockovich. <laughs> it was so cool because... We went to the, I just went into the camp store yeah. when we got back to the campsite. And I was like, hey, this is what we're thinking. And they were like, oh, yeah, we'll refund you for tomorrow if you're not going to stay tomorrow. You just because you've to- canceled 24 hours before you would have checked in. Exactly. Yeah. So it's as a 24 hour notice and you're giving us more than that. And I was like, great. Okay, wonderful. Capricorning. We were able to get that day back, Mm -hmm. which was, it's a campsite reservation, so it wasn't a ton of money, but we were able to use that to apply it to the hotel that we did book. (laughs) And when I say we booked it, I mean we booked that. Mm -hmm. I do want to go into this for just a moment. The next day, we got up, we packed everything. We didn't get up super early. I think we left around 9 a.m. Because we wanted to be considerate of people at the campsite. Correct. Yeah. We got up and Unlike we packed, some guests. Correct. We made our way out around 9 a.m. And then we got there at around 3.30. Mm-hmm. And I think the room was ready at like 3.45. 
And when I say we walked into that room, we put our stuff in the room, and we collapsed on those two beds. And then we legit did not move. Yeah. It was like silence for four hours. Yeah. And I was like, I remember like going like, hey, so we should think about dinner. And you were like, we should. <laughs> and then there was like another silence for another 30 minutes. And then we actually ended up eating our camp food in the hotel because we were we had no energy to go to a restaurant. No, but we did have energy to get a we brewery did drink go like to a block um, away the brewery across the street yeah. which was a wonderful time and we like we it was luckily across the street mm-hmm. because there were some like restaurants down the street about a mile and we were like we don't want to walk there yeah no no so we didn't so we um we enjoyed omaha for the evening from inside of hotel room Let these sleepy girls put the two trails we did on the Karen Stone scale. Let's do it. Okay, so the first one, the Prairie Loop Trail. Yeah, two. Two. Yeah. Four out of 20 Karen Mm -hmm. Stones. Mm -hmm. Okay, the Rankin Ridge Trail. I'm going to say there was more exertion here than Prairie Ridge, so I'm saying a three. I'm also going to say a three. Great. Brain sharing. Six out of 20 Karen Stones. Great. Great. So let's end this episode like we end all of our episodes. With some Jeopardy-style trivia. Real quick, everybody. If you're listening for the first time, or if you're new to our podcast, and you're like, why do you end with Jeopardy-style trivia every Mm -hmm. time? Um, Mike and I write Jeopardy-style trivia for gatherings that we have with our friends. And also, um, it was one of the things that we like used to do to entertain ourselves and so um we would um and that sort of has made its way into our practice uh, our practice here and it has since the very first episode true and so we always write an a category of jeopardy style trivia inspired by the trail we have just done or the episode in general or the episode in Mm -hmm. general Mike, why don't you get us started? Great. My Jeopardy is titled, Who's Tired? (laughs) 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 And it's all about sleep in films. I'm ready for that. Great. For 100, this movie is based around a character who is cursed with an extra long sleep, all because her parents forgot to invite a dark enchantress to her baptism. Um, What is... Rip Van Winkle. I'm kidding. No, it's Sleeping Beauty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who they forgot to invite you. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, because you Fools. were Maleficent. <laughs> mm-hmm. For 200. This movie is all about trying not to fall asleep. So a knife gloved man in a red and green striped sweater doesn't murder you in your dreams, causing you to die in real life. What is the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise? Really? Correct. It's yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. For 300. This movie is all about trying to get people to stay asleep so you can invade their dreams and discover their secrets or implant an idea into their heads. What is Inception? Correct. For 400. This movie is about a couple getting rid of their memories of one another while asleep after a bad breakup only to find each other all over again. Oh, huh. I don't know that I know this movie. How Did I not see this movie? I think you've seen it, but... Maybe the clue is not I so good. I don't know. I don't know. What's Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? Oh, I guess that is what that's about. Yeah. I just remember those performances were so good. Mm-hmm. And, I, and all of that, like, the, like, mind space stuff was mm-hmm. all done practically. Mm-hmm. 
That was so cool. Yeah. Okay, great. I need to revisit that. I know movie. it's a good movie. Such a good Kate movie. Kate Winslet and Jim Carrey. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Yeah. Great, great, great. Okay, great. Performances. And for 500. The first rule about this movie is that you don't talk about this movie, considering that the main character's insomnia helps to create a dual personality that hatches a plot to erase everyone's debt. What is Fight Club? Correct. <laughs> That's right. Yep. Because we can't talk about it. Mm-mm. All right. Are you ready for my category? Yep. Okay, so I was inspired by the word wind. Okay. As a... Beneath my wings? Homonym. Okay. Okay, so we have homophones, mm-hmm. homonyms, mm-hmm. and homograms, I think is what it is. Mm. Okay, so it's homophones, homonyms, and homographs. Okay. Okay, so a homophone is the same sound, but a different spelling. Mm-hmm. Like eight and eight. Mm-hmm. Like the number eight and I ate something. Correct. Mm-hmm. And then a homograph is the same spelling, but a different sound. So like bass and bass, mm-hmm. like a fish mm-hmm. versus an upright instrument. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there is the homonym, mm-hmm. which is the same sound, same spelling, but mm-hmm. different meanings. Mm-hmm. And this is a game on... Au pair, <sighs> like someone who takes care of people's <laughs> children. No, it's the other one. There is no other one. No, oh, au homonym. pair. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Yes. That's so, a very rock reference. Um, Okay, so an example of this would be the two words are going to be side by side and I'm describing something. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, um, a bended, crooked path taken by the breeze. A winding, winding? A wind, wind. Wind, wind. wind? Okay, right, great. exactly. So a wind, wind okay. is the example. Great. Okay, so for 100, a timepiece with eyesight creates this. A watch, watch? That's right. Okay. For 200. This is when water from the ocean laps onto the shore and greets you with a hello and a gesture. A wave wave? That's right. Mm -hmm. For 300, a hole in the ground for water that is in impeccable health. A well well. That's right. Mm -hmm. It's fun, isn't it? Guard your wells well. (laughs) Mm -hmm. For 400, when this slick aquatic animal is also a notary public and gives its stamp of approval. What is a seal seal? That's right. Mm -hmm. And the last one is actually three. Oh. Ready? This is what you'd call it if you were talking about different types of granola and nut bars, and you'd refer to this brand that is known for its wholesomeness, and on top of it, it was a bar that was compassionate and empathetic. (laughs) What is a kind, kind, kind? That's right. (laughs) So kind, so what is a kind the as type. in compassionate, oh, empathetic? Mm-hmm. Kind meaning the brand. The brand. Or the type. No. Oh. No, the brand name. Uh-huh. Oh, and yeah. then kind meaning the type. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or another word for type. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a kind. Kind, kind. Kind, kind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> This has been Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast, and we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often, and that adventure is always out there. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by us, Dustin Ballard, and Michael Ryan. To see images from this episode, follow our Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. 
To contact us, email us at gaze at the national parks at gmail.com. And to find out more about the parks visited on this show, visit our website, gaze at the national parks.com. And that's gaze, G A Z E. All original artwork featured on Instagram, on our website, and in the gaze shop is by me, Michael Ryan. All original music was written and performed by Dave Seaman and Mariella Klinger with Sean Sklios on guitar. This episode was edited by me, Dustin Ballard. We would also like to acknowledge that while recording this episode that we are on the traditional and stolen lands of the Lenape people, also known as Ocean County, New Jersey. 